0: is the 435th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, a podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and we're going to preview the upcoming game between the Falcons and the New York Jets. We have a special guest today, Emmanuel Morgan from the New York Times, to help us preview the upcoming game. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We have a special guest with us today, Emmanuel Morgan of the New York Times. He's a sports and culture reporter, and uh, if you've been a listener to the Bowtie Chronicles, you know that he's one of our former interns at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're proud of what he's doing up in New York, and we figured we'd bring him on to help us get ready for the upcoming game against the New York Jets. Emmanuel, tell the folks here in Atlanta or, you know, everywhere that they can hear the Bowtie Chronicles podcast what you've been doing since you left the AJC as one of our superstar interns.
1: <laughs> Miss you, man. Uh, no, it's been good. Yeah, you, uh, with the LA Times for a little bit, uh, now with the New York Times on the entertainment desk covering how sports and culture intersect. So it's been cool. Yeah, I was covering um, the NFL for three years, now uh, looking at more holistically at, like, how sports and entertainment intersect. So Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Super Bowl halftime show, that, that 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 kind of stuff.
0: Uh, okay, so you've been following Taylor Swift around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not following
0: her. Sort of, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, okay, I'm sure that we, that's another podcast, but, uh, but we'll oh, we'll podcast. have you back for that uh, maybe in the summer when we get a a little lull between the OTAs and training camp and we'll get your. Uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey stories, but hey, um, you know you've been in New York. The Jets, I mean, the the hype was real. They won the offseason. They had Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, you know, everything just turned as soon as he got hurt uh, in the first um, series of the season. What what's it been like in New York for the Jets, um, the Jets faithful who have uh, seen their team sink to four and seven?
1: Yeah, man, it's crazy. Literally, like, so, like, my, my last game that I covered um, as, like, a true sports quarter was uh, the Monday night game against the Bills. So, like, I, I was there when he, when he uh, tore his Achilles. Yeah, like, literally, like, four snaps in, he, he tore it. And it's wild because they had all the hype going into the off season. Like, they're they a quarterback away because they have all the skill positions they need. They have a, a very talented defense, uh, one of the best defense in the league. Uh, so, like, all they need was a quarterback to kind of push them over, over the hump, and they, they thought they had that. And then four steps of the season, it it just fell apart. So, yeah, the the all along their backup plan was to like have Zach Wilson, kind of be under Aaron all year, kind of watch him play, kind of like learn from him, and hopefully within like two or three years having not even started. But that plan got expedited uh, with Aaron getting hurt, and I guess it's he wasn't prepared to take the oversighting over job yet. Um, as we saw like last year, like he basically got in the same position that was last year, not really in terms of like being prepared to run NFL offense. And it's, it's it showed um, like the, the team is bottom half of the league in points, bottom half of the league in uh, yards. Um, and it, it's kind of frustrating because uh, the defense is keeping the team in games, but the offense can't score enough points or get or move the ball enough to kind of capitalize on that. Uh, we kind of saw that last week with the, the game against Miami. The defense got a few turnovers, but the offense couldn't like capitalize on it. So yeah, it's a little frustrating because the defense is like very, very good, but the offense is can't can't
0: pull, uh, pull its weight. away. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just looking at it. Uh Tim Bull is supposed to start again. Why can't they just run the ball with uh Brees Hall and um uh, and uh and uh, Delvin Cook just run the ball. Forget about throwing. You can't throw. You got you know, I know you got Garrett Wilson, but have they tried that?
1: They've tried it. I mean, like, like Brees and Garrett are, like, the, the two biggest, like, threats they have on offense. Um, uh, Allen Zard just dropped a few passes. He was inactive uh, last week. Randall Cobb is kind of just, like, in and out. He um, He's mostly there to kind of, like, help with, like, Aaron and kind of, like, be his kind of support uh, receiver. So, yeah, like, on offense right now, like, they're, they're really, like, kind of struggling in terms of, like, what they want to do. Like, if defense defenses know that they want to run the ball to Brees and then they can prepare for that. And the, the O line has been kind of shaky like all season. Uh, a lot of different, um, a lot of different lineups with the O line, um, and that, that that was kind of one of the the, the main kind of touch points uh, in the off season. Like, hey, like like how, how does O line perform e- even with Aaron there? So Aaron not being there to kind of uh, made the 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 problem like like even more glaring. I would say so. Yeah the. They, they they could try to run a breeze, but like the defenses know like what they're trying to do, so they they, they kind of stack stack up against it.
0: And uh, Garrett was um, selected right after the Falcons uh, took Drake London. Uh, a lot of people had Wilson higher. His productions better, sixty four, six ninety five, and three touchdowns with no quarterback. Basically, and so you know I don't know if the Falcons. I know they took Drake because of the speed size combination. And uh but um how's Garrett? Uh looks like everybody's frustrated now, but you know, how's he playing? And uh what what does he provide? And then this Tyler Conklin is also showing up on my radar, the tight end from Central Michigan.
1: Yeah, so I mean Gar Garrett, Garrett's like, all they considered like Garrett Garrett's playing well. I mean they they can't really they the offense can't the ball, so like it, it's hard to, like quote unquote say it, it was playing well, but I mean Get Garrett, Garrett's still getting open. He's still catching most of the passes that are coming to him, so I mean he's playing well. And then Con- Conklin's uh, showing up too. They added Caesar Uzama last year, so he he was supposed to like kind of take that step, but Con- Conklin is the, the main tight right now. So I mean, all things considered, I mean it's hard to say anyone on the offense playing well. But I mean Garrett still getting a little bit, still getting separation. He's catching most of the passes that come to him. So I mean like it- it's what what they what they're asking the office what they're asking to the do is really kind of hard because like they don't they don't have a quarterback to like, or the line to really support, like, what they're, what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so moving over to defense, um, you got Quincy Williams and Quinnen Williams. So uh, can you discuss the Williams brothers over there?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I guess just in general, like, the defense is playing well. Like, on all three phases, like, they have really strong players. You have Quincy Williams on the D-line. You have... Um, no, uh, Williams on the line. You have Quincy Williams and uh, TJ Mosley as linebackers, and then you have DJ uh, DJ Reed, uh, Sauce Gardner, and then uh, Whitehead in the uh, in safeties and uh, uh, D backs. So really, all the whole defense is, is stout from top to bottom, and they they they've, they've been trying to pull their weight. I mean, they when you when you watch them, like you you can tell that like they know that they have to win the game. They know they have to. Keep, keep the, the points low, and they gotta get turnovers just for the, for them to even have a chance. And so, they ask the defense to do that all the time. It's very very like you can tell like, they they're trying to press and trying to like do more do more than than they, they feel they should. So, yeah, like it's still unbalanced watching the team like every every week. But the, the defense is is one of the right spots for sure.
0: And could you tell us about Sauce Gardner? He had a great rookie year with twenty pass breakups. Uh, How is he holding up, second year guy? From Cincinnati, a good friend of Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter. How's he playing this year?
1: He's playing well. I mean, teams was targeting him a little bit more. Um, I mean, I, I, know, I know some fans are saying that he gets away a little bit of PI, which he he might he might like from from time to time, but no, I mean he, he he's playing well for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, seeing some stuff in the news uh, about Aaron Rodgers and whether he's coming back. He's back in New Jersey full time. What's the latest on uh, Aaron?
1: Uh, yeah, he, he was on the Pat McAfee show earlier uh, today. He said that he's trying to come back, but it depends on like how his recovery is um, and like where the the Jets are in, in the playoff race. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he he, he did uh, the procedure like the speed bridge to on his Achilles to, to try to make the healing process go a little bit faster. Um, and he he did it with uh, Neil Alshash. I was like one of the the best uh surgeons in the, in the, in the country. I mean, he's done ACLs for burrow. Uh, he did it for Joe, Joey Bosa and, um, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant. So like he, he, he got the the right doctor to do it for him. Um, I, I guess just, it, it's hard to believe that he'll come back, but I mean, you, you, you never count Aaron Rodgers out for anything. So we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, the jets are four and seven. They lost four, Their last four in a row. How could they beat the Atlanta Falcons?
1: I mean, the defense just has to play like lights out, like not turn the ball. I mean, uh, not get get some turnovers. Um, keep the points low, and then offense just has to show some semblance of being able to like move the ball and score. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that, 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 that's 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 formula for like how the Jets can be anyway. now. Just got to play really lights out defense, get turnovers, and then offense has to like capitalize on one of those turnovers.
0: Yeah, and then just lastly, getting out of here, just popped in my mind. How are the, you know, Lazard, you mentioned him. uh I saw Randall Cobb on the roster. Uh, you know, all those guys that came over to, you know, make it easier for for Aaron Rodgers. How are they uh, doing as far as Packers, uh, Packers East go? And, you know, are they still hopeful that, you know, if he doesn't come back this year, Hey, you know, next year we can, you know, they'll be able to, to put it together and make a run. Well, I guess he'll be forty or thirty nine next year.
1: Yeah, forty. Um, yeah, no, I mean, um, Lazard was inactive last week. Salah saw said he wanted to give him, uh, he wanted to give like young younger players some some opportunities to, have to play. Yeah, and, and Cobb is like he, he's been playing, but he's like not really been a factor in most games. So. Yeah. Um I, I guess the Jets are just trying to see like what they have in these young guys right now. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens next year when Rodgers is back and he has uh and he's like on the field and he wants the guys on the field. Uh, but I guess it's in his absence and in the absence of any um strong quarterback play right now, they they want to see like what the the guys on the the bottom end of the roster can can, can do. And um
0: just lastly wrapping up, can you sum up for us? Uh, you know, we saw Zach Wilson the last time they played. It was over in London. The Falcons uh, went out twenty to three, and then uh, cruised to victory twenty twenty seven in Tottenham Stadium in London. You know, so the fans got to see him, but it looked like he never he never got better. You know, you could see the the athletic ability, but uh, you know, the ability to read defenses and you know even like function and and hit you know basic basic plays looked like it was a struggle for him, but um. I thought it would have been better by the third year, but it doesn't look like it. And uh, just sum up for us uh, how he played and, you know, how they wasted the second pick, second overall pick on a quarterback who can't play.
1: Yeah, that, that's a million-dollar question. Um, yeah, I mean, they they, they thought he need, needed more time to learn from someone like Aaron. So, like, the, the plan this year was just have him sit back and, and, and watch – Aaron learned from him in practice to kind of see that, like, how he goes up, goes about things. Um, but obviously, like, Aaron getting hurt, they had to expedite the process, um, and, and he had to play. Um, so, yeah, one, one of the criticisms that people have had is, like, the Jets didn't really have a, a good kind of backup plan because, I mean, if you wanted to do that, that's fine. You can have uh, Zach sit and watch Aaron. But you saw Zach play last year. You saw that he still needs improvement. So you didn't have a, a good backup plan and you thought that you, you you rest like your your whole season on Aaron being healthy, which as you saw, only takes like one play and you can get hurt and be done for the year. So the Jets really didn't have a good backup plan this season to kind of uh, prepare in case Aaron got hurt. And they're, they're paying for that right now.
0: And now um, when he got hurt, you could we can look back at it now and say, hey, they should have got a veteran quarterback. They should have traded for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Matt Ryan still doing this TV thing, you know. Uh, Joe Flacco just signed with somebody. Uh, I think Cleveland. Um, and he was there the year before, two years before. Yeah, he was there last year because he, he played in the exhibition game. So are people saying that hey, the Jets front office has messed it up again. They should have went and got a veteran quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they they they, they should they should, should have done something because yeah, like they they went into this offseason. With Zach as the the backup, and they they saw all last year just that that he wasn't ready to uh, to be a starter, and they assumed that, that that Aaron would just like be healthy all year. But they assumed wrong. So yeah, they uh could 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 do a lot of things, but yeah, they they they're in a situation that they're there now.
0: So is Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are they safe up there, or uh, we're gonna we're gonna be hearing about a, a coaching and general manager change here in the off season?
1: we'll see we'll see um salah said that he um hadn't hadn't heard in any like he, he he didn't really talk about job security um this week so yeah we'll see i mean i i, I guess that they can say that hey like we thought we we had a really good defense and we we thought that we had a good quarterback so we, we we thought that we could have a good year i don't know that's a good question yeah not as i'm not as plugged in as i as i as i was um before so i can't really give you any kind of sourcing one in terms of that but yeah, I mean it, it. It can go both ways. I mean, it, it could really be like, hey, like Woody Johnson, the owner, could be like, hey, like, like you raised this, you base this uh, second overall pick, or he can be like, yeah, like we had a good, we thought Aaron Aaron would, would would do well, um, and then he got hurt. So yeah, we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, Emmanuel, I appreciate you coming on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, Used to enjoy our time out at Flowery Branch when you were interning with us. And uh, uh, glad to see you off to a great start in your young career many years ago here for you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. You know, call us anytime you need anything down here. And uh, we, uh, you know, we got your back in the ATL. And thanks for coming on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast.
1: Yes, sir. appreciate you. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the Taylor stuff
0: podcast in the summer for sure. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Take care. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluesteak, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. Alright, we're back here. We're gonna get um into some of the news and notes here on the New York Jets, the Falcons upcoming opponent. It's uh woo the uh they're having a tough time up there. Uh got a lot here to get, get through. And uh we're going to start with Timmy Bull. He uh played at Connecticut and Eastern Kentucky, he played against the Falcons. On uh, December the twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty one, and Coach Arthur Smith's first year when he was with the Detroit Football Lions, he uh, that was a twenty to sixteen win by the uh, Falcons there, and um, you know so they've seen Boyle before as a starting quarterback in that game. He was twenty four of thirty four for one eighty seven, one touchdown, one interception, and 80, uh, 81.4. Passer rating. As we alluded to, the um, Jets do have a rushing attack. Brees Hall is back. Uh, he had the injury. He was having a great rookie year last year, but he's back, uh, averaging four point six a carry uh, and two touchdowns, uh, five hundred sixty nine yards. They picked up Dalvin Cook when they were making their. They thought they were going to Super Bowl. And uh, he has fifty carries for one hundred sixty-two yards, so that's that's a sign that he's on a back, he's on a downslide here. Th- is not averaging four yards a carry. Now Garrett Wilson, the top receiver, is uh, sixty-four catches for six ninety-five and three touchdowns. And uh, Tyler Conklin, thirty-nine catches for four hundred and fourteen yards. So against Miami in their most recent game on the Prime Day game on Prime Friday, on Black Friday, they lost 34 to 13, but it got it got sideways and only ran the ball 10 times. And so Boyle was uh, 27 to 38 for 178, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a 67.8 passer rating. And uh, they were doing a bunch of short stuff. He's a big kid. He's six foot four, two thirty-two. So you know, big stat, big uh, kid. You know, pocket passer type. But they were throwing short, quick stuff. Uh, Wilson had seven catches for forty-four. Brees Hall had seven for twenty-four. There's a Brees and a Bryce Hall on the Jets, so that's gonna drive the announcers crazy. I know. But so offensively, that's what they got. The running backs, the the wide receiver and uh the tight end, they like uh Manuel said, when we get to the tail tape, they, they haven't been able to put much together. Eight out of our ten categories for them are in the bottom half of the league. Falcons only have they're five out of ten. So those numbers are holding up as the season marches on. Defensively, they do have twenty-eight sacks. The sack leaders are uh Bryce Huff with six. And Jermaine Johnson, the former UGA player who transferred to Florida State, uh, he has five. And then Quentin Jefferson, who played at Maryland, he has 4.5 sacks. So they do have a pass rush, and those guys are living off of um, Quentin Williams because he's getting a push. People got to double-team him, and then the outside guys are getting one-on-ones. Now, the Jets opened in a 3-3-5 nickel against the Dolphins, you know, just trying to stay on top of Tyreek Hill. Their leading tacklers are C.J. Mosley at inside linebacker. Uh, He's got 115 total tackles, 64 solos. Quincy Williams, Quinton's brother, is the leading tackler as far as solos go. He has 69 and uh, 96 total. He's the outside linebacker. And then cornerback DJ Reed's got 47 solo tackles and 55 total. So he comes up and runs support. And he's getting a lot of action because everybody's staying away from Sauce. Sauce Gardner. And uh, one of the safeties will be familiar to you all. It's Jordan Whitehead, formerly of Tampa Bay. He uh, has four interceptions. Now, you know, when you do play to other teams, uh, I try to make sure when they really have a special player that y'all know about him uh, before the game. You know, like last week, you know, we were telling about, talking about Cam Jordan for years now. Uh, but just getting to see him play now, uh, later in his career, you know, he's going to be an eight-time Pro Bowl. Pretty much going to be a, a, a Hall of Famer here before it's said and done. So, But uh, this kid's off to a great start here, Sauce Gardner. He's part of that Cincinnati team that went to the playoffs uh, with De- uh, Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. He was holding it down on defense. Uh, he was, um, I want to say he was the fourth overall pick in the draft last in 2022. And saw six foot three, 200. Teams are completing only 65.8% of the passes that go his way. Uh, 25 for 273 and one touchdown. Now, he does have 12 missed tackles this year. uh, So, you know, you might want to challenge him in the run game. He only had five last year when he was named All-Pro and to the Pro Bowl as a rookie. He's got 39 tackles. He had 39 tackles last year, 20 pass breakups. That was tops in the league because people were testing him, and he talks a little smack. So... They were trying to show him up, but it wasn't nothing happening over there. And so far, he's just got seven, so nobody's bothering with him because uh, they know he's got a—he's a good cover over there at cornerback. Now, Quinnen is—he um, was drafted third in the overall in two thousand nineteen. Forty-four tackles, two sacks, seven tackles for loss, and twelve quarterback hits. He anchors things up front. And uh, CJ Mosley and his brother Quentin handle the second level. And uh, Whitehead and Sauce handle the third level of the defense. Special teams wise, to- uh, Morstad is their punter. And Greg the leg. Zerline is the kicker. And the kickoff and punt returner is Xavier Gibson with a P. Xavier Gibson. Now, uh, the set the uh, Jets average only 14.8 points a game. They're 30th in the league. They're only the only teams worse are the New England Patriots at 13.5 and the New York Giants at 13.3. Tell us tape wise, it's pretty easy to figure out what has to happen. Don't turn the ball over and run the football. That's the Falcons formula. It played out against the Saints. Um but they did turn the ball over, but uh, Jesse Bates bailed them out with a 92-yard interception return and a punch out of a touchdown. You don't get them two plays, you probably don't win because you turned the ball over twice. So that that was one of the reasons why Desmond Redder was set down. and they still got to fix it. And the one way to fix it is, hey, don't throw the ball. And they didn't do it. <laughs> On their last drive, they ran the ball nine times right down their throat and, uh, you know, he, uh, they were able to come out of there, run some clock, and get a win. Now, entering the season last year, we were like, hey, he can throw to Drake London. Okay, and so now, you know, Drake is still doing his thing. Uh, he had seven, and he could throw to John Smith. So that's what you do. I mean, you know. They haven't been able to work Kyle Pitts in. He only got two catches, two targets last game for 22 yards. So, I mean, yeah, you drafted him fourth overall, but uh, you know that's not—he's not a big party of offense right now. So, tell the tape wise, and I'm saying that they run the ball because hey, look, it's clear the Jets are giving up 140.3 yards rushing a game. That's 31st in the league. Going against the number 4th rush offense, 139.3. So Jeff Ulbrich and uh, Robert Sala know that they're going to be trying to run it down their throats. So they'll sit in the box for that and try to make them throw. That'll be the cat and mouse game there. Now the Jets offense, we'll just go through these because they're they're in the bottom of everything. Yards, uh, 260.2, 31st. Passing yards, 31st rushing yards 27th points 30th bottom quarter of the league last in time possession 27.19 so everything they do on offenses um is is, is, is you know the bottom bottom of the league but not even the bottom half we can go to bottom quarter with them so and then defensively their numbers don't look great because they're on the field too long so but they do uh stop the pass because uh, they're six against the pass cause nobody's passing cause they can run. So that looks a little skewed, but overall it's 320, uh, 3.5 yards, total yards. That's some, that's 15th in the league. That's the only thing that's in the top half of the league that, and, uh, the passing yards for them. So it's eight out of the 10 categories. They're in the bottom half of the league. Cause I said the Russians thirty first, and then the points are is twenty second, twenty one point six. So nothing on paper here suggests that the Falcons should should uh uh lose to them. But you know we we that's the same thing with Minnesota and Kyler Murray uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. So the Falcons can't take Tim Boyle lightly. They can't take the New York Jets lightly. You know, they gotta go in there and put together a game and get a win and um the falcons uh you know the they're, they're the same the passing and the points are the uh problems 21st and passing 22nd and points and then on defensively um you know they they're uh, still 16th against the run even though they gave up 444 yards to the saints last week the defense number still looked pretty good the points they're tied um For 18th with 21.1. And the turnover, differential, turnover, takeaway, differential did not get better. It's still minus 6, which is 26 in the league. The Jets are minus 1, so that's 17. That's the only way uh, they can win, like Emmanuel said, is, you know, uh, stop the Falcons, take the ball away, and try to field goal on the death like the Saints did. And if uh, you don't have a 92-yard interception return and a punch out, you know, then you they would have lost that game like 15-9 or something. So the margin of error is pretty slim right now, but that's where we are. The Falcons figured out how they got to play. Play with some spirit against the the Saints, and they'll have to do that against the Jets up in New York. And just a couple more notes before we get out of here. Just a quick look at the NFC South where – uh, Frank Reich was fired yesterday, and interim coach up in Carolina will be Chris Tabor. I'm starting to think it's the owner that's the problem up there. He should have hired Steve Wilkes and drafted C.J. Stroud. You know, there's never been a quarterback that small in the NFL. You're going to make your mistakes just like the old NBA axiom. Make them with the big people. He didn't do it. Uh, So it's going to be interesting. They had a funky conference today, too, where they didn't let Scott Fowler from the Charlotte Observer uh, ask any questions just because he's been challenging uh, the owner's moves and and, uh, his fandom and, you know, whether they're going to be any good with him moving forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. And shout out to Scott Fowler for uh, asking the tough questions up there in the Queen City. All right. The Falcons are in first place at 5-6. They're at the Jets, 4-7. The Saints are 5-6, 1-2 uh, in the division. They play the Lions, who are mad because they got beat by the Packers. Coach kneecaps is going to have the boys ready to play. It's going to be a tough one for the Saints. Then the Bucks play at Carolina. You know, Carolina's 1-10. The Bucks are 4-7. So... I heard somebody in the Falcons building say, well, maybe they'll get that new coach bump and go out and play for Coach Tabor and take down the books. So uh, that'll give the Falcons some breathing room if uh, the Panthers can do that. So keep an eye on that. All right. And lastly, before we get out of here, two notes. This is the um, a series history note, the 14th meeting. Between the Falcons and the Falcons lead the series eight to five. The last meeting was that 27 to 20 win. Uh, October the 10th, uh, 2021 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, I love that venue. Been there uh, for a soccer match and uh, a football game and a football game. Well, they call it football over there. And then we went for American football. And uh, but another thing here to watch this week the Falcons are one and four on the road this year, they haven't been able to figure out the road. So, um, we'll see uh, if they can figure it out when they go up to the Jets uh, on Sunday. And uh, just the last note on that 27 to 20 game it was you know, a Kyle Pitts coming out game, I think it was his first hundred uh, yard game. Over there against the Jets, the Falcons went up 23 and uh, then cruised to the 20 to 27, 27 to 20 win over the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson was at the controls. They got Tim Boyle this week. And, uh, you know, the Falcons are in first place in the NFC South. So we'll see if they can maintain that, if they can build on the fine outing they had against the New Orleans Saints. They ran the ball effectively. And uh, got some turnovers from Jesse Bates, gave up a lot of yards between the 20. So if you can cut that down, that would be helpful for the defense. So we got a good, um, we got a good information here to help us get ready for this game between the Falcons five and six and the New York Jets who are four and seven, uh, but not to be played with. That's a salty defense. So, um, you know, Falcons going to have to take care of business and earn that earn a W up there against the Jets on Sunday at 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. So for now, you all take care and have a great rest of your week.